Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Do you actually trust your intuition? Do you listen to your gut? Or do you let your head override it? And why would you do that? And how can you learn to tune into that intuition and believe in it, trust in yourself? My guest today is my dear friend, Mary Goulet, and we are going to talk about this, give you insights into how to listen better and to trust and go with your gut. Stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity. If you're a returning guest, I'm so glad that you found value here and you've come back. And if you're brand new, welcome, 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 because you found us. And I hope you will become a returning guest. Our mission here at Save Your Sanity is to give you all the insights that you need to recognize you're in a toxic relationship, realize the impact on your life, realign your life, and recover your self-confidence and your willingness to love and trust again. So today we're going to be talking with Mary Goulet, who's here. Hi, Mary. Hi. And we are going to talk about something that she's been working on for a long time when you initially wrote your book, Go With Your Gut. When was that, Mary? Well, I came up with the content in 1997, and uh, my first book was out in 2003. Well, I remember it well because we were both building our businesses back then and you invited me to come to a workshop where you were trying out all those concepts and my phone rang and I ended out going out of the website and, or the webinar and sitting down outside to do a piece of business. So I didn't get the whole thing, but I sure got it in the book, which is really great. And it is timeless information, obviously. Our gut hasn't changed, and we can change our ability to listen to it. So you've done so many things since we first met way back then. So tell us a little bit about the journey that you have had to this moment in your career. Oh, boy. Um, definitely a serial entrepreneur. I was a coach at the time in 1997 when this content kind of like I heard it. It was not a mental process, which I don't think creativity is anyway. Um, so I coached people for a while. I was a holistic health practitioner. Um, then I went into media. As you know, with Heather Ryder, we started doing Mom's Town, which was helping mom entrepreneurs. We did that very successfully for 10 plus years. And then we parted ways and I continued on in some media and then I got my real estate license. So I've been selling homes and I have two vacation rental properties that I own and manage. And I still do radio shows slash podcasts every week. 
Well, you do. I know that you are part of the fabulous Reinvention Radio team with uh, Steve Olsher and Rick Ote. And I've had the opportunity to be on that show. And we did talk about hijackles and toxic relationships and all of that. And I remember clearly during that interview, Mary, you said to me something that reminded us that this is not a new concept. It's not new. Back when you brought it up, when... um, Scott Peck wrote the book, People of the Lie. We started to talk about toxic relationships. We may not have spoken of it in that exact phrase, but we did talk about it. So, of course, here on Save Your Sanity, we talk about everything that has to do with toxic relationships. So when you're in a toxic relationship, things go sideways. You get fuzzy thinking. You get into kind of a brain fog. And sometimes you don't know what to trust. So how do you get back in touch with the gut? That's a really good question because the reason we get in the brain fog is because we have an emotional attachment to the person, healthy or not. We're in it and We start using our ego to figure things out, think it through, make sense of it. But then we're also in our heart space, in the emotional element, there's the feelings of the good times, the feelings of the present, which may not be good. So when you have all of that swirling around, it shoves down what the truth is. So recognizing if you're in your ego that means you're asking a lot of questions you're thinking it through you're justifying your reason for staying you might be rationalizing it if you're in your emotions you're maybe feeling sorry for yourself maybe there's some fear there maybe there's sympathy whatever those emotions are but your gut is always a statement so it's going to tell you to do something, not to do something, or to delay. Now, let me explain the delay real quickly. I remember uh, a person that you and I both know, but I don't want to say his name. Uh, I did a speech on this topic in front of a group of his, and he walked up to me and he said, I know my marriage is over. So he knew so that was the do, it's, it's over. But that was in August. In February, we met for coffee. He did not act that week. He waited months. So he just delayed so he could do a graceful, elegant, respectful end. Okay? So that's kind of where the delay comes into play. Some people don't want to acknowledge a directive of a do or a don't because they think they have to act. So that's where the beauty of delay comes in. Well, I really like that distinction, Mary, because there is that compulsion, like you should be able to make a snap decision. And maybe your snap decision is, yeah, that feels right. But it may not be the right time. You may want to think it through. You may want to live with it, let it settle into your gut again, let it settle into your body. Let you try on, how would it be if I did this? What would I come up against as obstacles? What would be the joy of doing this? Maybe we have to just get our head into the game and fully live in that experience for a little bit 
bit before we take the action. So I, I really like that. So what happens when we go into our head and override our gut? Because that happens so much. Like our gut says do, and our head goes, oh, no. <laughs> well, we're trained. We're trained from a very young age and through society to use our head, to think it through. And I say, don't believe everything you think, because that's not, your gut doesn't think. Your gut will give you something to do in a first, it's always first. Then your ego goes, what? No, we're not going to do that. That because, and it'll give a bunch of reasons like, wait, that might not be safe because the number one job of our ego is to keep us safe. And the number one job of our heart is to make help us feel good. So those are two awesome endeavors on both parts. However, it gets us into trouble because how can you make a really good, clear decision from a fear-based place? And that's our ego. It's fear-based, fundamentally. Our emotions are emotional. And I always tell the story of like women, we get up in the morning and we're like, I'm feeling good. I'm going to jump in the shower. I'm going to get all my tasks done on my list and I've got a full day and I'm really looking forward to it. And then we go and put on our jeans and they're a little snug. And we're right there. Here we have this really good intention for the day and our emotions take us down. And what are we going to say to ourselves? Oh, I should be working out. I should not have eaten so much. I know I've been having too many sweets, blah, blah, blah. And we just get down on ourselves. We become toxic to ourselves. So how can you make a decision when from your emotions and make it a clear, good choice moving forward if you don't know where you are in this emotional state of being? Because we can love our life and hate our life 10 times a day, just in teeny tiny things even. That's mm -hmm. just life. And so if we're, we can't make a decision from fear or count on one from our emotions, unless it's directed from courage and our gut is courage based. So if we get used to trusting our gut and being okay with the breadcrumbs, because the ego likes to say, oh, I know where I'm going. You, you told me to turn right. So then I'm going to go and turn right again and just step after step because we jumped head 10 paces ahead, our gut will give us one thing, call so-and-so. The ego, hmm, why would I do that? I haven't talked to them in a long time. What if they don't want to talk to me? What if they don't answer, right? We do that to ourselves. Now that's not even a very serious thing, but when it comes to bigger things, we have to learn how to hear those five words in a statement to do something or not to do something. That's so clear. I'm so glad that I asked that question because we do hear that. You know, it can be something as simple. Like I can be going out my back door into my carport to get into my car and I clearly hear, take the something. Mm -hmm. I have learned to turn around and go get that something. I don't argue. I just go get it. We live in San Diego. It could be an absolutely beautiful day and it's take your umbrella. I will still go and make sure the umbrella is with me, right? Because why not? 
you got the direction. <laughs> so you have an extra umbrella riding around in the car for the day. I want to have that. So I understand completely what you're saying is that, okay, a single directive, very clear, do or don't or delay. But in the case of walking out my door, it would be a terrible delay if I got 10 miles down the road, knew that I had to walk half a mile to where I'm going and didn't have my umbrella, right? Looks perfectly fine out here, but maybe 30 miles from now, it's not. And th those are important things. So this all helps with our ability to make decisions. So going back to the business of getting up in the morning, feeling good, looking perfect, putting on the jeans and going, oh, not good enough. Jeans are tight. How do we shift our head right at that moment to say, that's only one option of place to go in my head today, right at this moment. What can I do differently? Well, I think it's a great teaching moment because when we recognize our mood going up and down, it's because we had a preset thought and we had an attachment to an outcome or we have an agenda. We all have an agenda. We have things to do every day. We have responsibilities. However, if we go with our gut and just keep saying, okay, I'm going to listen to what it says, because when you acknowledge that you, your mood's going, you know you're nodding your gut right there. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think that's true. And you go back into your past and every little message from your past that, that snug jeans show you're not good enough comes creeping up, wanting to kind of grab you by the throat and haul you back. And we have a great deal of control over that. So that's very important. And I want to understand right then and there for everybody listening that this can be toxic to you. You can be being toxic right inside your own head by poisoning yourself about your great day looking great and snug jeans ruins it all. So I want everyone to know we're talking to Mary Goulet and she can be found at marygoulet.net and that's M-A-R-Y-G-O-U-L-E-T dot net and you can find her book go with your gut there too and the subtitle is one that i want to talk about a little more which is how to make decisions you can trust because we want to be good decision makers nobody likes to be in that wishy-washy foggy kind of place for any longer than they need to be so if we can tune in and maybe get a little message as a starting point, it's a great thing to do. But when we find ourselves in a toxic relationship, well, all toxic people, well, not all, but almost all toxic people seem nice when we meet them mm -hmm. because they want to draw us in. They want us to trust them. They want us to like them. So how do you think that we can identify that person maybe via our gut? I think it speaks pretty quickly. We just don't want to hear it because we want what we want. Maybe it's a good looking person. Maybe they're charming, which typically they are. Mm -hmm. But if you get this, all right, pray to hear yourself say, Hmm, something tells me. That is, live in the land of something tells me. <laughs> because no one can argue with you. Test it out. Like if someone asks you out to dinner, and you get this, hmm, 
I really want to go. There's no reason not to go. Something tells me to stay home. We get those something tells me just really quick things probably all day long. So when it comes to a toxic potential relationship, their mindset is so pervasive living from that space, our gut's going to pick up on it and our ego is going to shut it down. So we just have to get used to that nudging, listening to that still small voice. It's not trying to convince us of anything. It's not giving us a reason. It's not begging us. It's just saying, stay home tonight or step back. Because if you give yourself space from a person, like even a foot, you're like, okay, I'm giving myself space to feel sense this person's energy. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that's a lot of it, Roberta? We can feel their energy, but we argue with ourselves. Oh, I do. I absolutely do, Mary. I think that we try to talk ourselves out of it. We go into logic. Oh, why am I suspicious? Why is this? <clears throat> There's nothing in front of me that's, that's looking particularly bad. In fact, this person looks tremendously intriguing, <clears throat> sexy. I uh, haven't been out for a while. What could one date hurt? What could two drinks hurt? You know, you, you go down that whole track. And yeah, your gut said, yeah, stay home and wash your hair. <laughs> and and yet you're, you're overriding it. So it's really important, I think. I mean, this is an invaluable conversation, everybody, because you override your gut. Everybody does. They, they think that their head knows better. And uh, yes, logic plays a great deal into things. We want to be able to think things through. But when you're with a toxic relationship, there are three things. You know, I love the work of Susan Forward. And a long time ago, she wrote a book and she talked about fog and toxic relationships. And what fog stands for is fear, obligation, and guilt. Mm -hmm. So that when we have had that fog in our life, that it'll come up and it'll obscure what's in front of us. Like, well, people won't like me if I'm suspicious of them. I don't have the right to stand my ground. It is not okay for me just to be able to say, not feeling it. Mm -hmm. I have to have a reason. Well, you don't have to have a reason, right? That's, right? That's right. And like I said, when you say something tells me, the other person will say, hmm, okay. They can't argue with it. No one argues with you. And here's another really awesome thing that I learned. When I was coaching, people would come in. We're very habitual. And they would say, I'm so confused about my relationship or my job or moving out of state, whatever it might be. And I go, that's awesome. And they go, why is being confused awesome? I said, because you do know what to do. You just don't like your options. Yeah, that's so true. Because when your gut says this and you go, really, do I have to? You know, is that all there is? You know, looking heavenward and saying, is there anybody else up there? <laughs> uh, 
Um, because we don't like our options, because our options don't give us immediate gratification, they don't give us an instant hit, they don't go in the direction that we thought we were going in this moment, and we feel like we're going to miss something, that this fear of missing out, this FOMO that we have in life, you know, I operate on the opposite principle, I operate on JOMO, and that the, the more I live in this world, the more JOMO I find that I'm experiencing and delighting in, and what that means is the joy of missing out. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, oh, I don't have to go? Yay! Right? <laughs> well, and, and that's, to your point, we, are, we should be more concerned about how we are inside in relationship to ourselves than being concerned about what other people think. You know, yes. we, you don't want to give them the proverbial finger, but you just say, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Or being or giving a space between people. And giving credence to yourself to be able to say that doesn't work for me. You know, I, I used to do a lot of public speaking and I was a road warrior, you know, so from conference to conference, if it's Thursday, it's Detroit kind of thing. And it was always important a story that people laughed at, but I would say, you know, when someone invites you somewhere, why do you think you need to come up with a reason they will buy why you don't want to do what they want you to do? Right. Why, why do we have that training? Well, of course, when we're little, you know, we're trying to please the giants and our, our brain function is not complete. We have not developed all of our functioning. So it's an old kind of thing like checking out, are these people happy with me? Are they pleased with me? Am I, are they smiling at me? And part of our journey to emotional maturity is to be able to say, do I value what these people think or whether they're smiling at me or not? Mm-hmm. And that distinction becomes very strong because as you say, when we're listening to our gut, we can actually find a workaround and avoid toxic people. For sure. I remember um, there was a group dinner over a holiday and a friend of mine, I, I said, hey, you and Jill, do you want to join us for dinner? And he said something that just has never left me. He goes, thank you so much, but that's not how we want to, that's not how we're going to choose to spend our money at this time. Right. Perfect. Love it. So finding a language that works for you, that you stand up for yourself without putting off. Well, you know, here's my definition of assertiveness, and everybody who's listening to the podcast knows that I trademark the term hijackals for these difficult, toxic people. And hijackals are people who hijack a relationship for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge it for power, status, and control. And so long time ago as a single mom, long time ago, one child, single mom, And I remember learning about how I could change my thinking. And I was sitting in my little apartment. You know, that was hard. You know, my daughter has a grandchild. So it was hard back then. And, of course, people disapproved the fact I was a single parent. Like, 
Mm-hmm. And I remember learning these concepts so long ago, and I shifted my thinking from, oh, I can't afford to do anything. And people would say, well, would you like to go to the movies? And I'd say, I'd love to, but I'm choosing to pay the electric bill this month. And people would look at me like, what? Because, you know, back then people weren't talking that way. But it was so empowering to be able to say, I have a choice and I'm happy to express it to you. It doesn't include what you want me to do, but it gives you a clear understanding of who I am. Yeah, I love that. And in the book, not to be a shameless plug, but right in the beginning, um, this is a very old concept. This is not something new. Cicero said, trust yourself more than you trust anyone else. Ralph Waldo Emerson in his essay on self-reliance, love it. he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically, um, let me read it. It's really short. Else tomorrow, a stranger will say with masterly good sense, precisely what we have thought and felt all the time and we shall be forced to take with shame our own opinion from another. Yes. Getting clear and knowing your truth and doing it with the small things. Here, listen to your gut, act on what it states, five words or less in a statement, and do it with the small things. Because when the bigger things come up, your ego is going to kick in. Now, in defense of the ego and our emotions, They're awesome and necessary, however, as followers, not as a leader. So your gut's going to say, start that business. Mm -hmm. Then you make a list of things that need to be done and you tell your ego, go do it. So it keeps it busy. And your emotions, how do you wanna feel every day? I'm writing a new program called Seven Saturdays where every day should feel like Saturday. Because most people think up what they want to do in life. They don't feel what they want to do in life. Great distinction. You know, and and that goes in line with the whole idea of intentionality and consciousness and being in the present moment rather than being reactive and responsive to what's happened in the past, knowing that we can create from this moment forward that you are okay if you change your mind. I mean, some of us feel like we're not allowed to change our mind because I've always said this. Well, I have new learning. Now I say that, right? And I can talk about my experience of learning through that and saying, here's why I've changed my mind, or here's how I'm experiencing life differently or behaving differently. Or maybe I didn't really realize that a high value for me was not running the show within me. Maybe I was suppressing it and not expressing it. And those things become very important. So when we're going with our gut, one of the things we have to do, and I know you talk about this a lot, is spend time with ourselves. I love silence. Um, I don't need to be entertained. I love my children and being with my friends, but I get more clarity. It's from the interior out, then I take value from the exterior in. So I always have to prime my pump. Like always, I love saying prayers. You know, I love being just a room that's quiet, a car that's quiet. And I want to talk about toxic people. They don't have to be really close to us to affect us. Like if you go to a grocery store and you see the same people there, as 
cashiers or whatever. There are some that my energy, my frequency does not match. And I'm okay avoiding that frequency. So it be. And even at my church, when I go to daily mass, I had a, I, some people I'm not a good fit for. Well and it's said. Okay. They may be an acquaintance. We have the same prayerful intentions, but that doesn't mean they're not toxic. And I have a very, ex probably kind of an extreme example of that reality, which I will be very careful moving forward. Someone asked me to list their home for sale. And with a smile on their face, <laughs> and I agreed to meet with them to do it, and the moment we sat down, my stomach got a funky feeling. My gut was like, red flag, red flag. But I still signed the paperwork. Oh. And probably five, three, four weeks before the end of the listing, I fired them. It was a toxic, unhealthy controlling dynamic. But do you know, Mary, why you said you signed the paperwork? What was overriding all that? Um, this is going to be a good commission check. This will be fine. It'll be a short listing. It'll sell quickly. And every single time I got a text, I looked at my phone like, oh, no. Anytime I saw an email, I'm like, ugh. Anytime he called, I was like, all of the energy I'm letting be in this relationship with this person, an acquaintance in a business situation is sucking the creativity out of my life. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. And I knew going in, I was going against my gut. I did it to myself. And we do that. And, you know, everybody, Mary, me, everybody included, forgive yourself right now. Yeah. <laughs> and let's do a reset. It is possible to just say, I'm going to value my gut today. I'm going to listen. And as Mary is saying, it's it's got short things to say to you. Do this. Don't do this. And then you may or may not decide to delay. But, you know, exactly. we're, it, it's is listening. It's a little directive. It's like having Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder. He says, hey, what about this today? And if you haven't been listening to it in the past, and you've got stories like Mary just told, every single time that you saw that person's name on your phone, you had an energy leak. That's my language for it. You looked at it and your energy went, oh, no, now I've got to deal with that. And you beat yourself up like, I got myself into this. No, I've got to do it. I've got to see this through. I don't want to let it go to voicemail. Maybe I'm too busy today. You know, all of that stuff. And when you start to think about all of the energy that is involved, I say to people, and I bet you would agree, that learn to say no early when your gut says no. You know, we may want to listen for a little bit, calibrate again, but if your gut says no again, it's really a good idea to say no. And then if something re repeats and comes up again and it looks differently a year later, 
maybe okay. I mean, I can think of people in my practice, and I have clients all over the world because I work through video, and they, I've had people tell me, well, this person wanted to be in relationship with me two years ago, and I said no, and they <clears throat> came back into my life recently, and it's absolutely perfect. So when we say no, it doesn't mean we're saying no forever. And on the other side, the flip side of that, everything in me said no, and I said yes, and now here I am working with you, Dr. Shaler, to get myself out of what I should have said no to in the beginning. And I overrode my gut. So a good way to recognize the feeling of your gut is just in your mind. Just sit down and go through the people in your life. Could be acquaintances, could be close people, and just gauge how that makes you feel inside. Because I've said, you know, kind of when you get older, as we get older, we choose our friends better, more carefully. Hopefully. And, yeah. <laughs> and I remember someone telling me, just because you know that person, and it doesn't seem to be a good match. It doesn't mean they have the right to have access to you. You don't have to give them access. But if we just trust what makes us feel kind of icky inside, that little bit of a pit in our stomach, that's a situation I would pay attention to. I think so. I think that's absolutely right on. Not a surprise that I agree with you. But icky is icky. It's not going to clear up just because you wait for a while. <laughs> if, if you have that feeling of, oh no, and mm -hmm. your stomach drops, listen, by all means, you know, going back to that Jomo thing, you know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I was supposed to go to a luncheon a couple of weeks ago, and I'd been to a luncheon with these same people about a month before. And so I was thinking, well, I could go. It would be fine. I was invited. This would be great. And the morning came, and I thought, I don't have any interest in going. I, oh, you should go. You should go. You know, all of that. And then all of a sudden, my wisdom popped up and said, I just got my whole lunch hour back. Yay, right? And that's what's possible for us when we start to act actually listen to ourselves so mary has a gift for you her go with your gut ebook and you can mm -hmm. find that at go with your gut.net go with your gut.net and i'll put that in the show notes for you so if you're driving don't worry you don't have to remember these things they'll all be in the notes for you and how to how to find mary mary goulet she's done so much and she has been working on how to go with your gut for almost 20 years well at least a good 15 but a seed idea 20 years ago so many things to talk about mary thank you so much for being my guest thank you roberta it was a pleasure i've been talking with mary goulet you find her at marygoulet.net m-a-r-y-g-o-u-l-e-t.net obviously she has great wisdom for you she can help you you can listen to her, you can read her, you can listen to her podcast. Go and visit marygoulet.net. And if you'd like to chat with me, you can always come over to transformingrelationship.com. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad you've been with us. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe 
and invite your friends to do the same thing. If you really enjoyed it and value the content, support us by becoming a member of Patreon and supporting our work each month. Until we talk again, take really good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Thank you.